I'm Steve Morgan, founder of Cybersecurity Ventures and editor-in-chief at Cybercrime Magazine. I'm here today with Greg Crowley, CISSP, CISM, Chief Information Security Officer at eCentire, the authority in managed detection and response services, protecting the critical data and applications of more than 1,200 organizations in 75 countries from known and unknown cyber threats. To learn more about eCentire, visit eCentire.com. Welcome, Greg. Great to have you with us today. Hey, Steve. Thank you very much. So, Greg, we've been in touch with each other before. I have to start out here with a shout out to Queens, New York, which is your hometown and mine. As it turns out, you and I grew up probably about a mile away from each other, even though we never met. So I have to be honest, Queens wasn't exactly Silicon Valley, but it's where I got my start tinkering with some of the first Macs and PCs and my first full-time tech job was working at a computer land store in Fresh Meadows, which I believe was your stomping grounds. So take us back to Queens and maybe your earliest exposure to tech, if it happened to be there. I know you earned a bachelor's degree from Queens College, and I'm curious to know if you studied computer science there. It's funny, that small world, right? So the security world is kind of a small group anyway, then to both be from Queens, then within a mile of each other. And yeah, I grew up in Fresh Meadows, Queens. And on some of those words there, I can hear your Queens, New York accent coming out. <laughs> yeah, I was born and raised in Queens. I find that people from Queens carry it with pride. I know I do. It kind of shaped the, the, the down-to-earth person that I believe I am today. Yeah, I didn't get my start in cybersecurity in Queens, but my bachelor's degree is actually in something completely different than computer science. It's, it's in communications. And I went back after school, I went back to get some certifications in just IT general. So I got my MCSC and I got my CNE, that'll date me. It was for Novell. So on the Microsoft and the Novell side is really where I got into computers, into technology. And, you know, going back as far as I go back, having a dedicated cybersecurity role wasn't as common unless you were in a bank or another large institution like that. At that time, it was really more about security being in as part of IT. So, but that school was in Long Island, New York. So I did keep the New York tradition there, but I still consider New York to be home, even though I live in Connecticut now. It's just one of the greatest places as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, I agree. We're on Long Island. So our office is on Long Island. I live on Long Island. So I didn't go too far. So I want to ask you a little bit about your background, Greg. We really, really need to get more young people involved in this field, even though it's growing. We have a labor shortage. I don't have to tell you. And you've got a story that I think a lot of young people would be very interested in. You were a sysadmin for the World Wrestling Federation earlier in your career. I think you started out in 1999 and you did that for around five years. I know you wound up back there and I'll ask you about that in a few minutes, but how did you land that gig originally? And of course, I have to ask, did you meet any of the wrestlers? <laughs> so yes, at the time, they didn't actually allow us to call them wrestlers. We had to refer to them as superstars or talent. So that is still ingrained in me as well. But yeah, all right, wow, making me date myself a lot on this call. So I applied to the job through an, an ad in the New York Times, actually, for a systems administrator. And it kind of just lined up perfectly with my skill set and my certifications. I think it was running... NT 4.0 and a little and Microsoft Active Directory, I don't even think was out at that point yet. Exchange 5.5. And it was just lined up with my skill set, even including Novell at the time. I responded to the ad through my resume, and I still remember being very excited when I got the phone call and it was actually left a message on an answering machine. <laughs> so it was, it was really cool to hear 
HR from World Wrestling Federation at that time, calling me up to come in for an interview. I'm taking notes while we talk, Greg, and it's funny because, you know, there's probably two big groups out there. Half of them have no idea what we're talking about. They don't know who Novella is. They don't, you know, netwear <laughs> is a foreign term to them. You know, the idea of applying to a job in the New York Times, you know, the paper newspaper, like that just doesn't happen anymore. And then, of course, we have, you know, the CISOs who you and I talk to, and it's a demographic where, you know, the age group definitely lines up and has that type of experience. And they're nodding their heads and they're listening. Oh, wow. You know, I remember that. I remember Netware before, you know, Microsoft and what have you. So it is, uh, it is interesting to listen. So you wound up spending another 17 years at the WWF, which is a lot of time at one company. And you rose up. You were ultimately the VP of cybersecurity and network infrastructure. Back in your sysadmin days, we didn't even use the word cybersecurity, as you mentioned before. And I think security was something a lot of us just baked into our systems in a much less structured way. And no way could I ever imagine back then the sophisticated ransomware attacks and everything else we're up against in 2022. What about you? When you look back over the past 20 plus years, how much has cybercrime and cybersecurity changed? Yeah. And I know exactly how I started to make that transition too. So security was just part of my job as a sysadmin, sysengineer, when I started leading up network and systems and overall infrastructure and cyber, it wasn't, it was just part of something you did, you know, and you put in tools, technology and processes to look for it, but it didn't have that name. It wasn't something that was assigned to a person or a dedicated team. But for me, it was back in 2014, when a hacker group called the Guardians of Peaks happened to hack Sony Pictures. And it wasn't ransomware, but it's very similar. They had wiper malware that spread across Sony Pictures Network and just really crippled the company. I remember the horror stories that they had to go back to pen and paper and really analog ways of doing business. And it, it crippled the business. On top of that, yeah, personal information also got breached and leaked. And this was a huge story at the time because ransomware wasn't in the news on a daily basis. It wasn't a mainstream word. It wasn't something that was out there. These type of cyber events didn't really happen. If they did happen, it was probably not in the media as much, but this one was. And working at WWE at that time, which is basically a media and entertainment company, that resonated for us and it woke us up. And a lot of the security things that I was had been asking for from an IT perspective now was getting attention and yeah, all right, we should be looking into these things. And that's kind of when started forming its own separate division, started forming a cybersecurity program, an information security program, dedicated team for cybersecurity. And so that was in 2014 where it kind of made that break away from IT into getting more focused on dedicated to the cyber side. So fast forward to today, your company, East Entire, works with a lot of CISOs at major enterprises and mid-market companies. And I know CISOs just have so much on their plates, but if you had to pick you know, one or two things, what would you say keeps CISOs up at night? What are they most worried about? All right, so I'll go down two different ways here. First, I think it hasn't changed that much since 2014, and that fear for me and probably for a lot of other CISOs or, or cybersecurity leaders you don't want your company to get hacked or your business crippled by ransomware, right? And data breach, right? So I kind of lumped those into one. So I think that's still what keeps me up at night. Make sure that we have controls in place to prevent that from happening. The big news breaking event where your, your company is crippled, we have ransomware 
and data is potentially going to be breached. So I think that is still the number one out there. The other thing that kind of keeps me up <laughs> more at night lately, honestly, is as cybersecurity becomes something that is more and more in focus or has the attention or as an executive level and is now a top business risk, the CISO is being elevated within companies as it should be. And with that, CISOs have to keep in mind that they have to make sure that due diligence and due care is being done. The trends that I also see out there now is there's the potential for CISOs to be named personally liable in cases Solar Winds, I think the, the CISO was named personally liable in the class action lawsuit. I don't know how that turned out. And then more recently with Uber and their former CISO having criminal charges. So these are things that CISOs have to really be aware of that it's not just the chief person in charge of getting fired anymore. You know, there's even greater potential impacts. So we really have to be on top of our game. We're very mission driven people. We want to protect, it's just what we do. So we have to make sure that we're doing our due diligence and our due care because there's other ramifications that come along with it. So Greg, over the past two to three years, CISOs and security leaders lived through COVID-19 and all that came with it, you know, a large remote workforce for many of them and the cyber attacks haven't let up. So what are some of the most important cyber defense strategies on the minds of CISOs today as it relates to those remote workforces? I think the two most important strategies, it would come down to, I think you can cover a lot of ground if you focus on a zero trust strategy. And I know that can be a buzzword, but if you look at it, if you configure MFA properly, if you have decent segmentation to limit a blast areas, if you trust nothing and continuously verify everything, that is a good strategy because it's not just do A or do B, it's kind of a strategy. It's a way to really understand who is coming into your environment, what they're accessing, where they're accessing it from, and really verifying it's them, not just trusting because they put in a password that it is the person that they say they are. And then the other, the second strategy that I think fits into that is detection and response. I think you need to be able to detect, to respond, and to contain quickly. So if you have that, if you have a zero trust to kind of verify, to really control the access into your environment, and then take the, the second part of the strategy to detect what's going on, to monitor, to be able to respond and contain, you're in pretty good shape. So Greg, eCentire is a really hot company. We've been following them for the past four or five years. Joining them as CISO is obviously a big career move for you. What attracted you to the company? And maybe you can give us a 30,000 foot view of what eCentire does to help CISOs and security leaders. Sure. So I was a customer and a champion of eCentire's managed detection response services long before I joined on as CISO. I just came on to as their CISO this January, but I had been a customer of theirs prior and I was actually responsible for bringing them into the company where I was. And so now I've kind of bet my career on eCentire twice. That's how much I believe in them. So the first time displacing a legacy MSSP provider that we had and saying, I believe in MDR and I believe in eCentire and I brought them in to protect us. And then the second time saying, I believe in them so much, I want to go be their CISO. So at eCentire, we have a slogan, an attack on you is an attack on us. And 
you know, that's what you want in your security provider. You want someone who's willing to go into battle with you and they're going to have your back. And I sensed that. I mean, I felt that anytime we needed them, that they were there, they were in the fight with us. They were just part of our staff and they had the expertise. But we also have an alternate version, the original version of that slogan, which um, really demonstrates the company's attitude to protecting our customers. This is going to go back to that New Yorker background that you and I have. That original slogan was they f with you and they f with us. Part of my language there, but that just resonates with me, right? Because that's the guttural response that our employees felt. And that's the mission driven attitude that the employees in East Entire have. You know, we really are dedicated to protecting the client. We are there for you. We're not throwing alerts over. We're taking in all your signals. We're looking at the cloud. We're looking at network. We're looking at endpoint. We're going to be help you out with your incident response. And we're going to do your containment. We are there. We have your back. Well, Greg, great to have you on with us today. You're in Connecticut. I'm on Long Island. Maybe the two of us can meet up in Queens one of these days. We could meet halfway. The Blue Bay Diner is still there, uh, not far from where we grew up. Or maybe you know of uh, you know one of the old spots that we can go to and you know trade some stories. Actually, Blue Bay Diner sounds like the perfect place. That would be good. All right. So when we go offline, we're going to make that plan. So Greg, thank you so much for coming on with us. All right. Thanks a lot, Steve. I'm Steve Morgan, founder of Cybersecurity Ventures and editor-in-chief at Cybercrime Magazine. Joining us today was Greg Crowley, CISSP, CISM, Chief Information Security Officer at eCentire, the authority in managed detection and response services protecting the critical data and applications of more than 1,200 organizations in 75 countries from known and unknown cyber threats. To learn more about eCentire, visit eCentire.com. You can keep up with all of our media at cybercrimemagazine.com.